Ads are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit. And so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of the 13th of January, 2019. The podcast that read the news today, oh boy. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's undelectate the news of the bogus. And hey, imagine that. Google wants to change the Chromium API in a way that'll stop many ad blockers from working. Gee, because it's not like they make a crap load of money from ads or anything. If the update happens, basic filtering ad blockers like Adblock Plus will still be able to function, sort of, but more advanced blockers like uBlock Origin will be severely limited. And this is a change that will affect all Chromium-based browsers, not just Chrome, but also Opera, Komodo, Vivaldi, Brave, and many others, and soon the list will include Microsoft Edge as well. Right now, the API allows browser extensions to block, modify, or redirect portions of a web page. This update would mean that extensions can only read network requests, not modify them. By the way, this would also stifle the incredible innovation that the airtime extension represents. Why are they doing this? Listen to this bogosity from the design document. Users should have increased control over their extensions. A user should be able to determine what information is available to an extension and be able to control that privilege. But how does stopping extensions from being able to do a certain thing give users more control? The Declarative Net Request API provides better privacy to users because extensions can't actually read the network requests made on the user's behalf. Oh, really? Better privacy for users or for Google and the crap that it wants to do? Who's to say Google's way of doing things is better than that of a third-party developer that users get to choose? But the issue goes beyond just ad blockers. This update would also kill antivirus products, parental control filters, script control extensions such as NoScript, and other extensions intended to stop malware, spyware, and other functions. The good news is that it looks like this is already being killed. Literally as I was finalizing this podcast, Google clarified that this was just a proposal, and they walked back their statements about ad blocking and user control. According to Chromium engineer Andrew Meyer, quote, This change is not intended to gimp ad blockers. Rather, it is designed to make them faster and more secure. Yes, even despite the limitations that might impact uBlock. The new proposed content blocking API is not final and can slash will be changed. Here's hoping that the changes are either abandoned or implemented in a way that allows existing extensions to keep working as they are. 
Remember that web pages are downloaded to and run on your computer, which is your private property. You absolutely have the right to 100% control over every single thing that runs on your computer. You can run whatever you want, and you can stop running whatever you want. Google seems to have forgotten that. Hopefully, we're reminding them, and reminding them big time. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins, and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary-aged children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. Another landmark right-to-be-forgotten case shows one more way that such an idea is terrible. It isn't that bad as a concept when you're talking about things like user data and you want to be able to remove your data from, say, a social media site that's selling it to advertisers and other third parties, but the European precedent is so broad it even covers newsworthy items of public interest, as we've covered before. And now a European court just ruled that you don't have the right to know if the surgeon who's going to operate on you was suspended for malpractice. I kid you not. There are websites that give information on doctors and surgeons and what disciplinary action has been taking against them in the past. There are also online forums where these things are discussed. Google, as it does, provides search results to those sites when the doctor's name is searched for. The court claimed that this is a digital pillory amounting to an unofficial blacklist. They claimed that the surgeon filing the suit had, quote, an interest in not indicating that every time someone enters their full name on Google's search engine, almost immediately the mention of her name appears on the blacklist of doctors, and this importance adds more weight than the public's interest in finding this information in this way. So you basically have no right to know if the person who's going to be your surgeon has committed malpractice. They have more of a right to their money than you have a right to your health. Understand, the information is still public and still accessible on those various websites, but Google can no longer link to it. And without those websites in the search results, how are people supposed to find it? The Surgeon's Ambulance Chaser said, quote, Now they will have to bring down thousands of pages. This is what will happen in my view. There is a medical disciplinary panel, but Google have been the judge until now. They have decided whether to take a page down, and why do they have that position? But the pages aren't taken down. As long as the information on them is true, the court has no authority to take them down. But they are saying that Google has no right to tell people about them. 
This shyster has sought the removal of over 15 doctors who have faced disciplinary action from this so-called blacklist. Yeah, wonderful socialist governments like in Europe care so much about your health care. Right. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Staying in Europe, we have some more information on the god-awful Article 13 copyright directive we've been covering. Of course, there's been a lot of lobbying against it, but of course that's because of evil capitalist profiteers who want to rob money from the little guy. As Jeff Taylor of BPI said, The U.S. tech lobby has been using its enormous reach and resources to try to whip up an alarmist campaign. Richard Ashcroft of PRS for Music wrote, The Internet giants have whipped up a social media storm of misinformation about the proposed changes in order to preserve their current advantage. Or Michael Duger of UK Music, This propaganda is being cynically peddled by big tech like Google's YouTube with a huge vested and multi-million pound interest in this battle. Of course, by far most of the lobbying was done for the article by the giant publishing industries in music, movies, and journalism, and they've always acted to preserve their own interests at the expense of the little guy. But anyway. Turns out, there's another tech giant who spent a lot of lobbying money on the subject, and they were arguing for it. It's none other than Audible Magic, the company behind basically all of the copyright filters except Google's Content ID, And of course, if Article 13 passes, they stand a profit. We've covered before how the EU's bleeding that Article 13 doesn't require filters is ridiculous, since that's the only way to comply with the law. Little wonder that Audible Magic was lobbying both the EEC and MEPs. Audible Magic's prices start at $1,000 a month, and that's just for on-device databases. Hosted databases start at twice that amount, and that only covers very meager usage levels. Their filters at the prices they charge basically kill the margins for small companies. And as we've seen, these filters experience false positives and false negatives all the time. Not only that, but, again, contrary to what EU policymakers claim, these filters have no means of distinguishing an infringing use from fair use such as parody or criticism. And among their arguments was the claim that safe harbors, which are designed to remove barriers to entry for smaller companies, actually create barriers somehow for smaller and independent artists and producers, exactly the same laughable claim we've seen European policymakers claim. 
They even presented a graph showing their filters being an entire layer of access between online users and internet services, which would basically make them and the big content companies sole arbiters of what is and is not allowable online. Of course, Audible Magic has nothing to lose for every item they falsely filter, and Article 13 provides no penalties for non-infringing content that gets filtered. We saw last week what happened when people called for even basic protections here. And let's not also forget that the big criticism from the big publishing companies is that this article isn't strict enough. It's almost like it's the way I've been saying all along. This has nothing to do with piracy and everything to do with keeping down smaller competition. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to pollulate this week's biggest bogan emitter. And just like Rick Astley, the DNC is never going to give it up. I'm talking about the completely insane Trump-Russia WikiLeaks conspiracy that so moronic it will leave even Alex Jones shaking his head. They filed a case in civil court claiming that the Trump campaign and several operatives colluded with Russia to hack DNC computers in the run-up to last year's midterm elections. According to the filing, in April 2016, Russian agents allegedly infected DNC computers with the X-Agent and X-Tunnel malware programs to download several gigabytes of data to a server in Illinois, which they claim Russia's military leased. Then they allegedly hacked Amazon Web Services to steal voter data. They reiterated their claim that Russia used fake social media accounts to discredit Mueller and the conspiracy theory. They accused Russia of phishing attacks of DNC members in 2017 and 2018, which, as we've covered in the past, is not the kind of thing you do when you want to do a targeted attack. They accused Russia of various crimes from trespass to violations of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, the Defend Trade Secrets Act, and even the DMCA. Next, they'll be accused of jaywalking. The thing is, even if all of that is true, the rest of it is still astoundingly moronic. Included in the suit are WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, the Trump campaign, and several Trump associates for violations of the Wiretap Act, the Uniform Trade Secrets Act, and RICO. Even though this administration is probably the most anti-Russian administration since Reagan. 
Several of the defendants have moved to dismiss the case, and Russia has pointed out that state sovereignty means that the court does not have jurisdiction over it, nor is Russia bound to comply with U.S. law, and indeed the case itself is a violation of international law. This is yet another in a long string of attempts, most of them failed, by the sore losers of the DNC who at best are accusing Russia of engaging in election fraud better than them. After all the fraud and voter suppression that we know they engaged in, they can't really want to open up such a thing to international scrutiny. Which means that only the DNC could possibly be this week's biggest bogan emitter. You can save 15% or more at Amazon when you pay with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv. You can set your own discount. 5% gets you fastest delivery, or you can set it to 30% or more if you're not in a hurry. Purse makes it so easy to save money at Amazon by buying with crypto. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv and start saving now. And now let's tuberculate this week's Idiot Extraordinary! Out of all the people in the media losing their flotsam over the political theater that is the faux government shutdown, among the most ridiculous has to be Jen Sorensen, who encapsulated the stupid most efficiently in a four-panel cartoon. Entitled, Yeah, Who Needs It? And beginning with the caption, no government, no problem, Sorison proceeds to engage in the most ridiculous fear-mongering imaginable. The first panel shows a federal employee with a paycheck of zero dollars, and Trump is saying, at least an illegal isn't taking your paycheck. The thing is, the federal workers are being paid, even the ones who weren't working. Yeah, take 35 days paid vacation. What a hardship. Panel 2 engages in the popular fear-mongering of what will happen without the FDA inspecting food, and Trump is saying, I'm protecting you from dirty, diseased migrant children. The thing is, unlike what the news media has been claiming, the FDA doesn't even do food inspections. That's the USDA, and they were not shut down. They've been continuing food inspections as normal. The third panel shows Joshua Tree National Park being destroyed by a dirt biker, and Trump is saying, We need a wall so people can't come in and destroy our country. I would love to know what statist morons think our national parks are, like they're not created by nature and will just fall apart without government. There have been fewer government employees to make sure the tourists don't litter the place, but in reality, volunteers have stepped forward to pick up the slack and the trash. There was never any indication that any national parks were being destroyed by the shutdown, and it's laughable how many people just blindly believe the news media on this point. And finally, an airplane that has burst on fire is crashing to the ground, and Trump is in an air traffic control tower shouting, Don't worry, the border wall will protect your charred remains. Meanwhile, the increase in plane crashes during the duration of the shutdown has been zero. But it's not just Sorensen blindingly accepting the news media's fear-mongering that makes her such a moron. It's the idea that we need government to do any of this to begin with. The services that federal employees provide have always been shown to be much more effective when done by the private sector. Corporate-mandated inspections are far stricter than government-mandated inspections, especially given the corruption and general laziness of government inspectors. National parklands have been there for millions of years, and many countries such as Canada 
have found out that private companies do a much better job of air traffic control for much less money than government. In fact, in just the second episode of this podcast back in 2011, we covered government air traffic controllers being asleep on the job, and just three weeks later had to cover another one, and there have been numerous cases since then. So this is just incredible asininity from start to finish, which is why only Jan Sorensen could have been this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this Long You Live and High You Fly edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come join the discussion at discord.bogosity.tv and feel free to send a question, statement, news article, or rant in text or audio to podcast at bogosity.tv. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please donate to Shane DK on PayPal, or if you want to use crypto, you can donate at altcoins.bogosity.tv. You can also support Shane DK on Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. Or just visit my YouTube channel or website using the Airtime extension at airtime.bogosity.tv. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Harry Brown. The free market punishes irresponsibility. Government rewards it. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial and Derivatives 4.0 International License. You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.bogosity.tv, your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.bogosity.tv now.